Welcome back to The Vibe. Today we have Jillian Williams of Monday Talent. Monday Talent is a globally trusted advisor, people advocate, and workplace DEI, diversity and inclusion expert, who includes and provides sustained success for leading companies making a major impact in achieving equal and inclusive workplaces. Jillian founded Monday Talent, a woman-led, value-driven recruitment agency backed by some of the lead global entities in the community in the communities in the communications industry that is foregoing the future of the workplace by putting diversity, equality, and inclusion first. Jillian, I cannot tell you how excited I am to have you on the vibe. I think there's nothing more important than inclusion and from one woman to another, it's truly so lovely to have this opportunity to chat with you. I love how deeply involved in diversity, equity, and inclusion you are. As a woman-led and ethnically diverse business, Monday Talent is perfectly positioned to support companies in building diverse teams and achieving equal and inclusive workplaces. Jillian, I would love for you to introduce yourself. <laughs> yes, thank you so much, and, and thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very excited to be on this as well. Um, nice to, to to meet everybody. I am Jillian Williams. As Alexa said, I'm one of the, the founders and a partner at Monday Talent. Um, it, it, you already gave kind of a, a, big, a big part of our, our spiel, but we are a recruitment firm rooted in the marketing, communications, and creative arenas um, with a, a deep, deep commission to diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's one of the, the, the catalysts or one of the main reasons that led my partners and I to to found Monday was our commitment to building diverse, not, not only diverse, but also inclusive and, and, and equitable teams for our, our clients. And then we also really wanted to to walk the talk for ourselves. And so it was really important to us to ha make Monday incredibly diverse and not just from a racial standpoint, but from, you know, all, all facets of, of the diversity lens and an umbrella. I love that. And I love that even just before we were talking, before we recorded, we were just talking about how a year ago there was so much change that had begun. And it's crazy oh, yeah. to think about the year later. So it's kind of, I always say these things happen so full circle. Jillian and I were supposed to do this like weeks ago and it doesn't surprise me. Nothing is a coincidence. It doesn't surprise right. me that today, a year ago from what I just told you about that we would be talking about this and that I'm sure that people have had to become way more inclusive and understanding and have to change their business models to be that way, especially yeah. with the way of the world today. So tell us what, I'm just going to bring it back to like Jillian back before this. Tell us what were you doing before Monday talent? Like what, yes, what exactly. was, yeah, how, what far was how far back should like, we go? Like, <laughs> let's, let's talk like post-college, like what, like what school, what school was... did you go to? What did you study? And what were you like, like what was your like like for instance, I wanted to be a psychologist. I'm a I'm a yoga instructor and interior funny designer. That you said that I was a psych major. Um, <laughs> um, so I went to George Washington University nice. in DC, um, and I was lost. I I think I thought I was going to be an English major at one point. I was like, I like writing. Then I realized I don't really like writing actually. And then I was like, you know what? Why don't I do psychology? It seemed to connect to everything but it yeah. wasn't really deciding one lane so I was like this is a good this is a good major for me I like people I like understanding people um I was like maybe I'll become a, a therapist one day right um, that definitely did not happen Sam <laughs> of therapy and I love their all my therapists but I, I don't know if I have it in me to to be a, a true therapist um I was honestly pretty lost after college. I've had had quite a, a wide array of, of random jobs from I was a copy editor. Um, 
I ended up working in fashion as a as a buyer for a few years, randomly moved to Maine, um, totally followed a, a guy there. Everyone listen to that. Don't follow a loved one to another state. <laughs> yeah, right? don't, don't do it. Do not do it. Cautionary tale. I ended up some amazing experiences in Maine, but you know, it, there, it really wasn't, um, there wasn't much growth for me there. And yeah. I, I realized, you know, I love fashion. I love clothing, but it, it definitely, I don't think was the, the, the f- most fulfilling career path for me. And so when I moved back to New York, I ended up getting recruited by a recruitment firm for a, a buyer position. Um, turns out I definitely was very underqualified. I don't think main buyer for a small boutique translates to, you know, big New York City <laughs> buyer. Um, but yeah. they did say, hey, you seem to have an outgoing personality. I think basically they were saying I talk a lot. But, uh, Love it. <laughs> like, would, would you like to, have you ever thought about being a recruiter? And I'm like, no, but you know what? Tell, tell me more. It was, yeah. the office had a fun vibe. It was lots of, of young women. And I was like, this, this seems cool. This is something I could do. And so I ended up, um, meeting the um the vice president of um this this search firm my first firm called janu pactor um and lo and behold or kind of a, a few days later they were they were bringing me on as a recruiter um amazing I, I, yeah I had no idea what it meant. I knew I had received some LinkedIn messages, but I had no idea what it actually recruitment entailed. Um, and it, you know, it definitely took took some time to to pick up. I, if you had told me when I was in college that my job would be, you know, speaking on the phone, pitching people opportunities, speaking to CEOs of companies about candidates, I would have laughed in your face. Like I can be outgoing, but I'm also, you know, it can be very introverted. And hundred percent, I always say I'm the most extra extroverted introvert you'll I ever meet. The exact same thing too. I say, I <laughs> like I, I absolutely love people, and I, I could talk about anything forever, as my podcast shows. But right. I need to recharge my batteries hard, and like as much moments with people as I have, I also need to like have the moments with myself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Same, same here. I need like the, the me time, Jillian time where I'm like scrolling or like doing something, but, but, but yeah, so, so uh, at first it was, it was pretty scary and, uh, but I was like, you know what, you've got to push yourself. Yeah. Before I knew it, it really became second nature. I think, you know, the more you do it, as I'm sure, you know, having conversations, the more, the easier it gets. And I was like, this is just like, you know, speaking with friends and you don't, I think, People think in, in a professional world, you have to approach it with this professional voice and persona. But listen, we're all people. People want to just feel a human connection. And so I think that was really what I was, you know, what how I approached recruitment. I made it very conversational, very personal, very get to know you. Um, and so from, from my first recruitment firm, I, I, I realized that recruitment, it was a natural fit for me. Yeah. Honestly, I was able to combine some psychology work with it, understanding people. Totally. Um, like reading a room and what yes, people want. Exactly. And yeah. it, exactly. But I think, you know, it, it took some time for me to find like the, the right fit when it came to, to company. I think, you know, the, a lot of recruitment companies are very numbers, very um, kind of metrics driven. And yeah. that is not my approach at all. I think I'm, uh, you know, much more of a, a people focused approach. Yeah. Um, and so when I finally met my, ended up at, at my last recruitment firm before starting my own firm Monday, um, I really just connected with the, the then president, who's now my partner of that wow. firm, Jamie. Um, he, he had the same approach to recruitment as I did. It's much more consultative, much more about relationship building, much more about the long term versus just trying to put bodies into right. getting that fee. Because when so I think of recruitment yeah. jobs, that's what I, that's what, just from like the people that I know yeah. and whatnot, it seems like a very like, find someone, 
Exactly. Dip. Find someone new person. Yeah, exa- exactly. Transactional is the word. I was yeah, it, it, and and there are a lot. And listen, like it, it works out. I mean, but it, but uh, for for some people and some you can place people in the right roles with that approach. But I think these, these are people, these are their lives that we're dealing with. You know, you spend more time working than, than doing pretty yeah. much anything, which is crazy to think about, but, but yes. you do it. So <laughs> you really want to be connected with, with the people and you really want to make sure that it's the right fit. And, um, and Jamie also shared my equal passion for, um, for building diverse teams at the companies that we were hiring for, you know, thinking outside the box, pushing our clients. And this was, you know, several years ago, so well before recent movements that really kind of accelerated the yeah. the, the, the push for diversity. Um, and so it, we just had a natural connection. And then um, so eventually it was, well, a little bit of backstory. So we, we at Capstone, we, Jamie was the president, um, but we had some leadership that wasn't necessarily, didn't align with our approach to recruitment um, in terms of that, you know, more cons- consultative approach. Yeah. So I think eventually we realized, you know, it, it wasn't going to happen. We weren't going to be able to do exactly what we wanted to do in this capacity. So Jamie approached me and was like, let's start our own thing. And I'm like, you know what, let's do it. Let's, let's do I it. Love Why it. not? What, I had been at that point, I'd been through a lot of, you know, random things and transitions and it, it didn't, it never scared me once. Like I believed in Jamie and I believed in my partner, Carly, who was our third partner, who was also our colleague at Capstone Hill. And I was like, if, you know, I have these two by my side, the sky's the limit, let's just do it. So this was before the pandemic. <laughs> this was in, um, I guess it was 2018. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, like this was in in, in 2020, um, and we we you know this the idea started brewing, um, and so well before you know the, the the drastic changes that the world has undergone, um, and then I officially left my last recruitment firm in February of 2020, um, and so. Uh, right before the pandemic um, and you know we started it we started out slow and then um march 2020 happened and everything everything closed everything shut everything you know it, it oh yeah it, work workforces stopped stopped going into the office hiring completely frozen we were like holy shit what the hell did we do i know <laughs> yeah and everybody that i've interviewed who literally all of them started companies that had it probably started in september 2019 and was right. like launching in 2020 exactly. and they all of them were like and we were all like fuck what do we do yeah. and then yeah. everything just ends up working out which i'm sure we'll get to that with you <laughs> but i did want to say something about you yeah. you mentioned fear and that you were like i'm not going to be afraid to like leave my job and i always say this and i love that you mentioned it but when you're living in fear you're sitting in the cheapest seat in the house so, I love that. so yes. i love that you said that though and the way you said it because it, you were like it was just like so almost like beyond authentic of you being like i'm not gonna be scared like I, i've already gone through the the craziest parts i could yeah, go through I've been through like the, the the lowest points and we can get into that another podcast we, we, we totally will so when did you really notice that there was a deep need for diversity inclusion in the workspace i know that's a loaded question but what was i guess like a story or a moment that made you like push to create this 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 newfound yeah, that's a that's a great question i think that 
it's hard to pinpoint an exact moment. I mean, I think I grew up in New York City, which is incredibly diverse. I, I had, you know, was, was incredibly lucky to go to a, a middle school that was really committed, was built on Martin Luther King's foundation of, of you know, diversity and inclusion. Yeah. And I think that um, and equality. And so I, I was really surrounded and, and probably almost sheltered in a way from, from the rest of the world, you know, in this incredibly diverse bubble in New right. York City, one of the most diverse cities in the world. And so it always... It wasn't until I, I think I, I went to high school that I realized I had been living in a bit of a sheltered buzz bubble. My high school was much more of that traditional prep school that yep. you know was definitely not not as diverse as it as as it should have been, and I wish it was. And um, nor was it inclusive. And so, even even from a you know before I entered the workforce, but then I think really when I you know as as I started entering the workforce, even as a buyer, you know I would look around at, at where I worked, and I, I think I was absolutely the only person of color um i mean this this was in maine but you know it's it's, it's still I think, but still yeah there's, and, and, there's you know, people I, I of color think, there's people of color everywhere exactly exactly and i definitely you know felt faced like racist like blatant racism that i had never you know experienced before in the workplace and i was like i wonder you know if, if this would ha- happen in a more diverse place like where you know i'm not just one and singled out constantly and it so i think you know i really I guess it was probably that that job as as a buyer and and you know dealing with with blatant racism by the the founder of the business where I was like what the hell is going on this is not a safe place for 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 you know anybody but let alone a, you know a woman of color and like this how can this be what the professional world is like and so even Absolutely. before I became a recruiter I think I saw that I love that I mean that's like obviously first hate to hear that people were like that towards you but you know I'm Hispanic and even for my own self I actually had my mom on the podcast like a year ago and you know she she's we're from Colombia and she named me Alexa because she didn't want me to have to face people not being able to say my name correctly like people not like maybe me not getting a job because of like what my let's pretend she named me her name Marisa like she right. just like didn't she just like didn't know and she didn't want me to not have those opportunities and that's a really sad and crazy way yeah. to think that like you're like I just want my kid to be like all the other kids so I'm gonna give her an average name but right. Right. just so that they can like, they can feel yeah, so, yeah like, so they, away from some of your your, your heritage and, it, and your culture exactly and it, like, it, it, like it, I'm it, sure in my mom's world she would have wanted to name me like Maria but she was just like right. I'm not I'm not doing it and it's yeah. something we do, we've totally talked about but with that being said my next one which just goes right into it is what was your like moment of being like like your aha moment of being like things need to change and like I'm yeah. I'm gonna make them change yeah so I think you know I, I I think I realized things needed to change, you know, back back in Maine, but I guess I didn't realize that I would ever be in a position to really have the level of, level of impact that, you know, hopefully we are having today. I think it was, you know, starting in the recruitment world and just not hearing enough about like, you know, diversity and what it, what's being done on that front, even, you know, from beginning as a recruiter like I think it was always just about you know I would look at candidates on LinkedIn and you have photos and everyone at a lot of the industries I was recruiting in so creative marketing communications fashion looked very similar and I was like okay we're only pulling from these same pools like clients would would send us lists of places where they wanted to see candidates from and you know when you're pulling from the same places you're going to end up getting the same kinds of people and so it started you know from from very early on in, in recruiting realizing like how yes I'm I am in a position because I'm hiring people to create diverse companies, but it doesn't seem like anyone's really doing anything about it or talking about it. So even as a junior recruiter, I think it was definitely on the forefront um, of of my mind. Mm-hmm. I think that, 
you know, it didn't, it, it wasn't really until starting my own recruitment firm that I could really lead with that and, and do it in a big and impactful way though. Do you have any, and this could be, you totally don't have to answer, but do you have any personal stories that you'd be willing to share of moments that you were like, fuck this. I'm not like, I'm not working for people who think like this. Like I'm not fucking doing it. Because yeah. I feel like so many people can relate to those moments, but they don't like to talk about them. Because, yeah. again, no. like I said, my mom naming me Alexa Ray. She's from Colombia. That is not, <laughs> Alexa is not a normal name to have there. You know what I mean? So was yeah. there ever, like, a story, like, I could name a story. I've said a story on here of just someone calling my last name Escobara, and no one uh-huh. knew who Pablo Escobar was. And yeah. it, I was 13. So it was, like, a yeah. huge moment of, like... It'll stick with you forever. It it has stuck. I'm 31. It's stuck with me forever. Yeah. Um. So, is there any story that you'd be willing to share where you were just like completely, utterly shocked, and you were like, "This has to. Ch- I'm, I don't want to be part of this." Yeah. So, I think you know, as I mentioned, that kind of my first real like professional experience when I was working in Maine. Um, I remember the the boss was was a, a an older white man and. I remember one time I was sitting in his office and someone came and he, his office door was open and he oversaw this woman carrying something heavy and I'm sitting next to him alone and he goes, oh, stop. Wait, Jillian can help you carry it. She's strong. She has slave blood in her. No. I was completely shocked. No. Yeah. Like I had like it. No fucking way. I will never forget that exact moment. I will never forget it. Like I was. Did you leave? I, I think I was so shocked. I was speechless. What? Did you leave? Were you like, I, 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 I think I would have cried. Yeah, that, that's, I, I don't, I think I was just so stunned and speechless. I, I, I think I just like sat there, you know, here I was like a very junior, 20 something year old. This was my first job. This is like a, a older white man in his like sixties yeah. saying this was my boss. He was incredibly intimidating. And I felt, you know, honestly, like looking back, I wish I had like ripped him a new one, but I felt 100%. powerless at that time. Like, you know, I totally, and I, I, I totally felt powerless and it was, you know, that was the culture being fostered there where the boss could get away with saying whatever he wanted to, to these young women. And it was, it was, it was horrific. Um, there's, there's another instance that, that comes to mind. Once I did start recruiting at at one firm, um, and I had this, this white counter, this, this white colleague who was a a little bit more senior. He had been at the, the firm for longer than me. And he kept saying, you know, you need to ask for more money. Like, like the, the the owner of the company always gives more money. He always right. gives more money to people. Like you need to advocate for it. So this was the first time I asked for a raise and he's like, it's easy. He'll just give it to you every right. time I go and he asks for it. So I'm like, okay, that that's great. But you know, I'm still like a woman. I'm a woman of color. Like I need to, I need to really get my- you like, You're like, I know what ha- what comes with this right. territory. You right, don't. Right, right, right. <laughs> but he's telling me this. So I'm like, okay, it'll probably not be too bad, but I'm going to get everything in order. I'm going to, you know, show him my number, show him why I deserve this, everything. I walk into his office and- and he's this, it was this very small man and he had this like huge table um, in the office and he was sitting on one end and he goes, sit on the other end. I want, I want you to sit there so I can stare at your beautiful face. So that was literally how my raise, and he knew I was coming in to ask for my boss had climbed him for it. Like, that's how the conversation started, like him totally, you know, like catching me off guard and like, you know, and, 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 and literally sexually harassing me. Yeah, um, literally, I'm literally like, like disgusted for, for you right now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I know it, it was it was horrific and I was already terrified this was the first time I had done this he was using his power next thing I can't I don't remember exactly what happened but the next thing I just remember it, him coming into telling me about um that everyone should be in therapy especially me as a black woman and and all of these different things and this is this white man trying to tell me this while I'm going in to ask for a raise um it was it was shocking and it you know it was also so upsetting where my white male counterpart goes in and it's 
gets thrown money, I go in, I go come in incredibly prepared and I just, you know, am, am faced with, with discrimination and harassment. And it was, it was, it was horrific. Well, first of all, I'm so incredibly sorry that the, both you. of those situations, and I'm sure other situations have happened that are not even in the work world. Um, and I'm, I, I truly am. That's just there. There are no words deeply. There are no words to, yeah, yeah. That, that to, to, for, for me to say other than I'm just so sorry so I, I'm literally, I literally am dumb. I'm, I'm just like, if I, I, I'm like, can you send me, I'm like, can you send me their emails? Because they're about to get like a, a an email from me. Not that I'm anybody. I'm, I'm sending Alexa. After. Yeah, literally, literally me, the smallest, like five, one girl. I'm like, I'm going after you guys. You were mean to my friend. Um, okay. No. So I try not to research any of my guests too in depthly before. Cause I really like to like know from you, but I did notice that you did a case study with a brand that I think a lot of people know of, and that brand is Judy. Yes. And for those who don't know Judy, everybody knows Kim Kardashian, and they know, they know Simon Huck, who's her best friend, and that's his company, and he started it, like, I think right before the pandemic, like, not even knowing that it started. Yeah. It's like a safety... I know, um, we were making jokes, like, did Simon Huck, like, plan the pandemic? <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. I thought that... I, I'll never forget watching a a podcast like that was on like a a youtube podcast and seeing him do it and i was like so interesting like who needs like an like an earthquake kit or this like this kind of kit or who needs like an oxidizer and all of a sudden like literally three months later like i think i mean i'm pretty sure you'll tell us but you did the case studies for this company and i would love for you to tell us what you found yeah, so so in in terms of like our, our case study, it was more like a case study from kind of the the recruitment perspective. Yes, and, and for them, and so we, you know, we'll we'll sometimes go in and and really, you know, as you said, it was early on in in their hiring, and um, they needed um, they needed to to build on their team, and it, and it was you know no one knew I guess how much emergency kits would pick up and <laughs> and, and how needed they would be in in this climate, um, and I think you know just just being able to partner especially as a small business with with such an incredible and iconic and well-known company was was pretty yeah. huge for us like right off the bat as as one and of he just seems so sweet <laughs> what i said and he just seems so sweet yes, like they yes, seem no, he, they seem good. really awesome sweet with, yeah absolutely i yeah. mean my my partner carly really did like a lot with them but definitely like they are you know they were wonderful to work with and we you know would love love starting you know supporting small businesses and, and growing businesses and businesses you know founded by kim kardashian's best friend totally and how was like and how did he end up recruiting people like what was his like what was how did you guys like what was your guys's vibe on how you were gonna integrate your world and his world and make it efficient yeah no that's a great question i think that you know it's it's really with with all clients it's really about understanding you know what what their objectives are with with whatever hires we make i think especially as a an earlier business there was a lot you know, some of the roles weren't as defined as as at larger firms. So it was somebody. It was really finding somebody who, yes, there was a job description, but who was comfortable doing things outside of what just of what what the job description right. entailed. Because I think with any startup business, no matter how much funding or investment they have, like you have to understand, you're going to be rolling up your sleeves. You're going to have to be scrappy. You're going to have to be entrepreneurial. And I think, especially with such a new company and someone hiring so early on, like that was a, a critical component of the role. Like someone who was really really comfortable with with all those things and, and doing things well outside of what the job description. And guys, there are many other, there are many other brands and companies. This one just like stuck out and was just so with the time and with everything that I was like, I think at this point, everyone has 
like got a Judy ad, has gotten oh, so you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like they have that very bold, like I love their bold, like that orange. It's yep. like who knew orange could look so chic. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's so so crazy. But yeah. I just had to mention that because I was like, you know, I, I really don't research deeply, but I was like, this is really cool and it's cool to see, you know, in my opinion, I'm a big pop culture person. So for me it's really cool to see first of all, it's really cool to see not just famous people, but people who I look up to going into their new endeavors with like a 2020 mindset not yeah. you know a 1950s mindset no that's so true it's yeah. it may, I know that sounds weird but like that it it makes me really happy to hear when I saw that I was like this is so like I always think my guests are so, so cool but I was like this is fucking cool like she's working oh, with you. like yeah. a brand that like like a brand like his you hear his name and immediately now I think oh wow he worked with Monday Talent he obviously like knows what's up he knows what's good in the world and that's (laughs) self-awareness and that's really really important and that's obviously also very smart on his end to to connect with you who's gonna only make his business better because you're you're including people no I I I say that with like a lot of like with a lot of umph I really really mean that so I hate to ask this question, but I have to ask it to everyone. Yeah. What has been the most difficult aspect of starting Monday Talent? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, so I, I think, as we said, you know, launching kind of in, in the middle of a, a pandemic, not expected. I think, you know, a lot of what we had set out to do, we're still able to do, but we definitely did have to, to pivot in a lot of ways. You yeah. know, we planned on having an office, like recruitment. Yes, it's an individual thing in a lot of ways, but we are huge on collaboration. And as I said, you know, we really want to build an inclusive and diverse culture and that, yeah. you know, a lot of culture is, is built in an office environment. And so I think really having to make a big pivot to keep up with the with the changing landscape of, you know, just the workforce has completely transitioned during this time. I think we're, you know, yeah, like how has it been now that we're in like our fourth wave? Like how, like now, like, yeah, like that's a good, that's a good, that's not even on my questions list, but now that like, you know, two years later, yeah. How has it been effect? You know, like, cause things are changed. Like even my clients who work in like big companies, I'm like, can you tell me what your guys' email? I want to hear what like the, your CEO is saying during this time. So yeah. I wonder for you, like, what do you, do, is it yeah, ever I mean, I changing? Think, I think now, you know, places, I think, well, first of all, like in terms of the workforce, like we're hearing so many different types of things that job seekers are looking for than they did, you know, in 2019 and, and, and prior, anything prior to 2020, I think yeah. now more than ever, people are looking for flexible work environments are looking for, you know, are looking for better, like, parental leave or, or, or other like leave policies or just like mental health and wellness support and, and just so many different things. And before it was just, you know, what's the role, what's the salary, you know, what's the company like. And now I think almost the first things we hear, like, you know, what, what is the flexibility? Are they in the office? Like if, if they are like, are there flexible days to work from home? You know, is there flexibility if I need to, you know, leave during the day and, and take my, my child to an after school program or, or things like that. I think we've all built lives now with, you know, working from home and so to transition back into a nine to five is like unimaginable to most and I think you know especially now like post two years too so there's been a lot of like revelations on that front I think now it's kind of like it's the uncertainty that that's killing people you know I think it's it's people have to just understand that policies are going to keep changing you know we weren't expecting Omicron like as for Monday we were ready to get an office space finally in in January after putting it off for you know a year and a half plus and I think (laughs) now we've totally stopped that's totally changed so I think it's just you know it's it's 
it's expect the unexpected for, right. for lack of a better way to describe it. And I think place people have to realize that, but I think what job seekers are, you know, want to hear is that a company is committed to, to doing the right thing, no matter what happens that right. they're committed to, you know, making sure everyone's safety is put first and foremost, everyone's comfort level, everyone's mental health is a priority to them. And I think that, that you know, that they're willing to adjust and be flexible in this time. I think those are the types of companies that are going to survive and, and yeah. thrive in this climate. Yeah, absolutely. As, as we're saying this, and there's like, how many people quit their jobs like in the last I like know, yeah <laughs> it, it really is crazy I'm like I literally was saying to I forget who I was saying it to but I was like who's gonna work <laughs> like I, I was just like if like 500,000 Americans like quit their jobs I'm like who's who's working like what's yeah. going on <laughs> um so with with that question I always have to do the yin and the yang what's been the most rewarding aspect I think you know uh, just like looking so we do kind of these weekly zoom zoom calls with with the whole team and just like you know quickly i've, I've just seen more and more zoom boxes and faces on the zoom screen and i think just seeing you know this is the team that we've built and look at how diverse and look at how everyone is is contributing no matter what level you know we've, we've had people who have started with us as as interns or, or what we call researchers and you know are now like full-time employees and just watching their growth paths and just seeing them succeed and and you know just then seeing that this this incredible team that we've built um has been so rewarding and i think we went um before right before omicron we went on a a retreat and we brought the the whole team in because we have a lot of team now we've hired across the country and just just seeing you know everyone's spirit and in person and feeling their energy and seeing how well they got along even though most of them you know had only met once before right. or never before or, you know twice before i think was it was just it, it was such an incredible feeling to see you know we have built exactly the type of company that we set out to build that you know has people from all walks of life you know more than 50% of us are, you know, black and brown people. And I think that was really critical to us. And I think, you know, all types of, of abilities and, and learning, you know, issues and, and, and things like that. Like, it's, it's just a company that, you know, I think is, is really brought a, a unique mix of people, lots of characters together. And it just, it really works. And, and I think, you know, we're, we're also impacting the, the industries that we're recruiting in, which has been tremendous as well, like really making, you know, strides on, on, getting the the companies more diverse and and hopefully also in inclusive first and foremost and what would you say like what's a piece of advice you would give like you know maybe to somebody who doesn't really understand inclusivity and diversity because some people just don't they just they just maybe grew up somewhere where they just don't really understand it and they want to have a better grasp on it you know I put in my notes like having knowledge and compassion of like the past and what's gone on in our history but maybe yeah. for you like what's something that you would maybe say to somebody that you know it's not that they're racist or anything is like wrong with them it's just that they just aren't as aware as somebody right. else maybe like what's some advice that you'd maybe give somebody yeah. The great question. I mean, I think that it's, you know, and it's okay. Like we all have our unconscious biases. We all have, you know, ways that we were raised and, you know, it, it, intentional or not like that, you know, sit with us, but I, yeah. it's, it's that openness. It's having an open mind. It's, you know, just staying open to, to different perspectives, different ideas to, um, you know, listening to people, I think. And, and, and really that, that goes so, so far. I think that that's the most that, you know, we can ask is is that willingness to learn and yeah. grow and be open i think that's that that's the starting ground and that's how you know we eventually get to a hopefully world worldwide you know inclusivity yeah. and equity no i love that i think that's perfect i just like you know i put it in here i was like there's so many people out there that just like 
you know, the majority of people who really care about inclusivity and diversity is very small. So it, I just, you know, for the, for the average human that, that may just like want to have a little piece of advice, that was just something I wanted to put out there. And And I think also, just one more thing on that, like, it doesn't have to be, you know, even if, if you are somebody who wants to know what you can do, like, it doesn't have to be a huge thing. It can be just something, you know, so small as like, you know, one, one task, like have a conversation maybe with someone that you've never, you know, spoken to before, uh, you know, outside and give yourself, you know, small tasks, small little things that you can do that, you know, ultimately, if everyone in the world is doing these will lead to big impact, but it doesn't have to be, can be so daunting. Like, where do we start? There's so much room to, there's so much to do still. There's so much, you know, that we need to do on this front. But if we, everyone just starts with like something small, like that can have a huge impact eventually. It's kind of like the, um, you know, how, if someone buys you a cup of coffee, you're inclined to buy like somebody else. It's kind of like that. And that's what I, that's what I wanted to kind of get at, which I'm so glad we just got it there. Um, (laughs) But it's like kind of that chain effect where like you see someone buy someone a coffee and you're like, Oh, I'm going to go buy the next person I see. Who's like maybe struggling for their wallet and so on and so forth. And the chain reaction continues and whatnot. Um, I have to ask why Monday talent? So honestly, like I have always been drawn to day of the week companies. Actually, in my first recruiting firm, I remember we, we, I don't know if we were actually recruiting for them, but I remember this company came up and it was called Wednesdays. And I was like, that's so cool. I, I don't know why. And so when my partners and I were brainstorming some ideas for, for the business, I was just like, what about Monday? You know, Monday's the start of the week, the start of, yeah. of something new. And so it, it ties into what we do and it, but it's also kind of playful and fun. And I think a lot of recruitment firms, you know, get the, the are, are notorious for being pretty stuffy and uptight and more corporate. And we definitely want to be the antithesis of that. And I think Monday has more of like a, a playful connotation, but it also, you know, has, it, it, it aligns with what we do. Um, totally. Dentally too. And this has, you know, was after we decided to name our company Monday, my, the three of us, my three partner, my two other partners and I, we all realized we've all were born on a Monday. No way. <laughs> Love that. Like, Love when a coincidence so, brings it all it together. Very, like, you know, it, it just no, it just, very, it like, felt it, right. It was right, yeah. <laughs> That's right. amazing. We tried a couple other names, so we landed on Monday pretty early on. We tried a couple other names. I think there was, like, Outlier thrown in there, which my partner loved. Or, no, I really like, like, like I really yeah. like Monday. Just, I also think like Monday's that. a great, um, you know, it's a great at, like, a great add-on for, like, work days. You know, people think of yeah. Monday, and they're like, Monday. It's so heavily with, exactly. People are like, Monday sucks, but like, why does it have to? Like, you know, it's the start of something. It's this time to like, you know, reinvent yourself. Or if you had a bad week, like, you know what? You get to start over. It's like a new, you know, it's like, it's, it's a new week. You're starting fresh and, you know, make it, you know, kill it. Love it. Okay. Last thing. What can we look forward to from Monday talent in the future? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I think, you know, we we're definitely on a, a growth path. So I think, you know, keep keep watching us grow. I think we are starting to um, build a more robust client roster. Um, I think we're we're starting to do some more partnerships with so we were currently partnered with with Morgan State, the historically black college, and we've been doing some work with their communications department. And we're now looking to roll that out to a couple of other universities. So that's, that's something, you know, and, and it doesn't, you know, it's not just historically black colleges that we want to work with, we want to work with kind of, you know, all types of universities. Um, And I think, there, you know, there's some some, uh, kind of back end talk about, you know, maybe a little tech play platform, you know, I think that's it's 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 brewing. So that will be later on. But um definitely, you know, a lot 
lots of lots of things kind of cooking for the new year. I'm excited for you. Well, I really, really appreciate you taking the time. I really think that this is such an important thing, topic of conversation to always keep going, not just, you know, when we have random months of you know, advocacy. I think it's one of those things that should always be talked about. I mean, that's literally why I have my mom have had her three times now because I think, I mean, she, it's a personal thing. So it's, um, it's really nice when other people are willing to put their own selves and maybe how they've been treated out there and why they are how they are now. And I really appreciate you putting yourself out there because I know it can't be that easy all the time, but this is why we do what we do because we want the world to be a better place. So with that, Jillian, thank you so much for coming on the vibe you are I wish you could see me I'm like smiling as if I have a crush on her um (laughs) you are just so like a beaming light and I hope you have a beautiful day and I can't wait to see what's more to come well thank you so much this has been a wonderful conversation and I'm excited you know hopefully to chat again soon absolutely thank you so much for coming on the vibe everyone have a great day